So, Griffin, I know Kadarius Tony makes his own music. What do you think his favorite warm-up song is? Oh, gee, I, I have no idea. I can kind of picture him out there, but I'm not entirely sure. Would it, do you have something in mind? Yeah, I, I think it's got to be No Hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Incredible. Welcome back to episode two, I guess, technically, uh, of the TBFFL podcast. Get hype, get excited. We're here. Week one is in the books. Um, A lot happened, of course, uh, in the fantasy world and the real world, um, and we're very excited to talk about it. but yeah, I don't, what a crazy, crazy first week. I like, this is one Sunday. I said to a lot of people is like one of my favorite days of the year, sitting down for that first time here in seven hours of commercial free football starts right now is just like mm, chef's kiss. Um, and it yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, it was so fun. It's mm-hmm. a great feeling knowing that football season is back. It's not going to leave for quite a while. And yeah, it was a really good start, really a lot of fun games, and it's just fun to see where all the teams are going to shake out and kind of all of these things that have been talked about in the preseason, see what things are true, what things aren't, and it was it was a pretty great start. And That Monday night game. Oh, my was, goodness. Whew, that was wild. <laughs> Dude, I nearly went to bed. I'll be honest. I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> like, like, Bill's got it locked up, and then I was like, oh, they're struggling. It's close at half. Let me, let me stick around, see what happens, and... Good lord, there was just so much that happened between like, oh my, like Garrett Wilson's touchdown, oh my god. <laughs> that was wild. Unbelievable. I exclaimed very loudly when that yeah, happened. And <laughs> yeah, that was one of the craziest catches I've seen. Yeah. Was... He like tipped it up, fell down, tipped it up again, and then caught it. It was pretty wild. Yeah. You did not see and that. And Josh Allen looked terrible. He did not look good. The Madden curse, perhaps? Yeah, he looked no, he looked I, real bad. I think I think it's a, an overreaction. I mean, that Jets defense was for real. Like, um, they could still be pretty dang good this year. Obviously, um, the injury to Aaron Rodgers, uh, torn Achilles, officially ruled out for the year. It's a massive bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to feel for Jets fans and for Aaron Rodgers as well. Um, and it has a pretty big fantasy impact for guys like Garrett Wilson, um, Brees Hall, and maybe the other Jets players. Um, but yeah, speaking of injuries, there were quite a few in week one, which you really hate to see. Um, yeah, the other really big one is J.K. Dobbins. Oh, huge. Is that he's had so many issues with staying on the field, he just hasn't been able to be healthy for like multiple games at once. And so sad, man. just like we kind of thought it was going to be, first game back, he tore his Achilles and is out oh. for the season. Oh. So now it's the Gus Edwards and Justice Hill show. The Gus bus, uh, yeah. Oh, and don't forget Melvin. Mm-hmm. They called him up from the practice squad. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. Gosh. And then the other big one, Deontay Johnson. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Luca. Yeah. Um, but Deontay Johnson is going to be out for at least a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the injury probably looked worse on screen than it did um, when the actual reports came out. So that's good news. That's hopefully only going to be a couple weeks. Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to be up to George Pickens and maybe even the trash man himself, Alan Robinson. <laughs> Gosh. I I kind of forgot he was there. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see he his name. He had a name. good game. He, Did had, he actually? I think he had nine targets, eight or what? nine targets, and five catches for sixty yards. That went completely over my head. Oh wow, <laughs> good for him. Yeah, Allen Robinson is back. That's well. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I know Aaron Jones also pulled a hammy. Um, I haven't heard any like specific timetable on that one. Um, but I think that was pretty much it. Anthony Richardson, who balled out, by the way, that, that game was fun. That was one of my more fun games of the week. Yeah. Um, he looked really good, but he did, he kind of suffered from that Josh Allen syndrome of just kind of not knowing when to slide, sort of putting his body on the line, maybe a bit too much. Um, and I think he suffered from it. Uh, at the end of the game there but they were pretty much out of it I mean you know a miracle could have happened but um I think I think he'll be good to go again this week um so that's exciting for Reed because I mean there's potential maybe you start Richardson over Geno Smith I don't I don't know maybe that's yeah. that's something hey, to consider, I would Reed. yeah I think I might do that as well which I never ever thought I would have been saying that in Week two. I thought it'd at least be like, oh, let's give him, you know, four or five weeks, see what happens. Um, but craziness. Yeah, I think those week. are probably all of the main injuries to talk mm-hmm. about. So let's get into our first segment, and it is our weekly recap. Woohoo! I'm I'm pumped. This is this is the meat and potatoes. This is what y'all came here for. Um, so yeah, I mean, without further ado, let's jump into it. Our first matchup of the week comes in the form of the Stanky Legs versus Meta Chris. Hayden and Chris went nice. at it. Um, I wish I could tell you it was close. It really wasn't. Uh, final score was 116-69. to 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Good job, Hayden. <laughs> um, that is, in fact, the lowest score of the week. Uh, so, cha-ching, we'll, we'll be looking for those $2 toward the pot, Mr. Hayden Peroni, um, via the new, the new rules that I think we decided to put into effect. Um, but yeah, I mean, when your opponent scores 116, it, you know, if you're not close, it, you know, it doesn't really bother you too much. Uh, Hayden's only double digit performer for him was Christian McCaffrey, as you might expect. He put up a nice 24.4, very, very good among running backs, of course. Um, but just, it's so unfortunate, like Josh Allen, we already kind of, he just didn't look good. Nine points. DeAndre Swift. What? Four turnovers. Yeah. He had four turnovers. Like. And three of them came to, what was his name? Whitehead? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whitehead. Um, which is, that was fun to watch. <laughs> but bummer if you have Josh Allen, I guess. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Swift, at, at, I guess Kenneth Gainwell's the guy in Philly or something? Like, I don't know how that happened, but uh, yeah. I point eight points for Swift. Um, I think he had, what, three carries, something like that? I, it was weird. He um, was not on the field like, like at all. Yeah, at all. Was Neither was my own boy Rashad Penny, which him I was more expecting that. I was like, maybe there's a chance to give him some touches. Was not expecting that with Swift. So, um, and then T Higgins, loose egg, and no one, no one could have really seen that coming. Um, Eight targets and zero catches. That's absurd. Yeah, um, Hayden, bummer for sure. Bummer way to start the year, but I think it's only up from here, my boy. Um, and Chris, on the other hand, oh my goodness, you didn't even need your highest scorer in, in Brandon Ayuk, your starting tight end, Mark Andrews, or your first-round pick in B. John Robinson to put up your 116. So, well done. You're making That's my, absurd. You're making my championship prediction look, look kind of nice, so I appreciate that. Um, fourth highest scoring performance, only .1 behind July. Um, Jets defense looked great. Uh, he who shall not be named did, in fact, return to form, I'd say. Um, even in the rain and the conditions, still put up 20. 
Uh, Jacoby Myers apparently is like Jimmy Garoppolo's best friend. Uh, so that's that's cool. They they have something there for sure. Didn't help probably that that PS2 was locking down Devonte Adams all all day, but um, or that did help. That's probably why Jacoby Myers was that guy. But and then you know Najee and Rashad White a little bit concerning there, but you have Bijan Robinson, so I wouldn't worry too much. Um, looking good. Um, but yeah, why don't we yeah. why don't we move on? Talk about the next matchup. Yeah, we can move on to the next game, and this one is Lights Camera Jackson versus the Flock. Also, Zach, got to give a shout-out. That's a great team mm, name. Big so fan. Good. Lights, Camera, Jackson is a lot of fun. Um, but that might be the best part of your team this week because it looked a little bit rough. <laughs> and so, But I think you played the right players. It was just Lamar had a really off day, only had six and a half points, um, and that really hurt you in the long run is having your stud quarterback just not perform. A lot of players had that this week, and, um, yeah, Lamar was definitely one of the contributors. Shep was totally carried by his RBs. Mm. He had Tony Pollard, who just crushed it. He looked awesome. He Ridiculous. looked so fast and yep. so good. He had 21.2 points. And then Travis Etienne also, 18.9 yeah. points. Also, side note on Travis Etienne, did you see the play where Calvin Ridley caught the ball and Etienne sprinted from behind him to block someone in front of him? Etienne looked like the fastest player on earth really? during that play. It was I, pretty wild. I did not see that, but, but I will have to watch. He looked really good, really explosive, and I don't know if he'll dominate all of the touches for Jacksonville, but I think he'll make up with it uh, or make up for it with his efficiency. So I think he was off to a really good start. And Zach, other than Lamar, you actually he had a pretty good outing. He had a lot of like players scoring between like four and nine points, but he just had no major boom players. Like his highest scoring player was Cameron Dicker, the kicker, mm-hmm. with twelve points. And so I think when your high score is 12 points, it's just not going to give you that upside to um, pass. So hopefully um, one of your players, C.D. Lamb, I think didn't really have to do anything well, so he'll probably do better next week. Saquon had no chance against that defense. So I think things are looking bright for Zach, but it was a little bit of a rough day. And Shepard crushed it. And one thing that I pointed out to Griffin right before we started recording (laughs) is Shepard, one, scored 108 points with – Tua on his bench. Tua was the number one scoring quarterback this year. And also Travis Kelsey on his bench. So I'm a little worried about Shep. That looks that looks pretty intimidating to come across. So Yeah, that is scary. Well well done. The flock takes down Lights Camera Jackson. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy matchup. Um random thing that I was just reminded of when you were talking about how you said Zach's highest performing player was his kicker at twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think I read an article on NFL.com today that was, or it, was, it wasn't related to this, but they included it in there. And the top 12 ranked kickers, according to NFL.com, going into the draft, out of the 12 of them, zero of them finished top 12 in week one. So that's why you draft a kicker in the last round, folks. <laughs> because, or, wow, that's or, or not at all, like Luke and I. Um, yeah, because I, I knew I wanted Jake Moody. I knew no one would draft him, and I got my guy, and he delivered. So... There you go. Yep. Yeah, he crushed it. Yep, that might not be a week-in, week-out thing, but, you know, we'll take it. But let's move on to a matchup I really want to talk about. Papa Smurf took on the Bean Team, and Reed came out victorious, 111-79. to Oh, Luca, hi, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I wrote in my notes that 
Luca, you kind of remind me of the it's fine, the dog burning in a room meme in this, this current moment. Um, I really feel for you. But before we, I mean, you already kind of touched on the group chat, some of, you know, the bummer moments from this week for you. But let's look at the positives, right? Uh, the Lions do seem intent on giving David Montgomery the ball um, and the majority of the carries for now. Why? I'm not sure because Jameer Gibbs looks ridiculous, but for now, he, does. he scored 13.4 points. He's getting plenty of carries. I think that's fine. Um, the Slim Reaper, Devontae Smith, um, split targets evenly with A.J. Brown. Kind of as expected. I mean, they're a one-two punch for sure. Um, and he, But he was on the field for five more snaps, so, you know, and he looked really good. And even in the rain, you know, Jalen Hurts kind of struggling. So, very promising there. You were right about Nico Collins. Um, appears to be Strahd's favorite target by a country mile. Um, I think that's nice. So, good work there. But just to touch on a couple of the negatives, um, obviously, as of this morning, Aaron Rodgers officially done for the year. Definitely going to affect Garrett Wilson's production. Hopefully not too badly, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, we also talked about Deontay Johnson pulling his hammy and missing time. Sky Moore only had .4 points, and I think we can safely conclude that Chiefs wide receivers are a very scary thing, so stay away. <laughs> and just if this was if this week wasn't already going bad, the cherry on top was uh, Graham Gano somehow missing two kicks and then proceeding to get injured. So <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I didn't see him go down either or whatever, but apparently he's he's questionable. So that's fun. But let's let's talk about that's you, a, Reed. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say, yeah, it's a rough rough start for Lucas team, but yeah. I know he'll bounce back. Oh he will. The bean teams rebounding for sure. Yes. It's a rebuild year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um but yeah, how about you, Reed? Uh Papa Smurf. You're doing your thing. Um, Brees Hall is 100% back, and any questions any of us had about him can be happily tossed aside. He might have been the most fun player I watched this entire weekend. Brees Hall was a a beast. I, I don't know if you had the same kind of thoughts when you were watching Brees, Luke. Oh, yeah. He, he looks pretty electric. And that one, I think it was an 83-yard run. Mm-hmm. If he was healthy, he would have scored. I think he just got yeah, really tired. Yeah, he got slow at the Which end I would there. too yeah. running down. He had blockers. I don't know if it was Garrett Wilson fast. or Lazard or someone was down there with him, like kind of like, you know, motion him on. But, yeah, I think he just he got winded, which happens on an 83-yard run. I think I'd get winded too. So, um, Yeah, and he looks really good. Yeah. And then, of course, as expected, Diggs and Olave are just a ridiculous duo with 21 and 15 points respectively. Um, and then Anthony Richardson, I think – you could totally start him this week and have no regrets. So, love that. But then, one thing to address, losing J.K. Dobbins does hurt the, the average fantasy team, of course. It hurts you a little bit more with the lack of depth that we touched on um, before in the last episode. But your receivers are great. Brees Hall is probably going to be better than expected. So, I think you're going to be just fine. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, let's – I – I think this was such an interesting game, and I'm feeling better about my uh, Reed Ragsdale championship prediction with mm-hmm. how Brees Hall's looking. So for sure. But now let's move on to our next game, and a clash of the titans here with what a mess <laughs> and Alex's All Americans, 
And so two classic names. Big mm-hmm. fan. They've been around for a while. They're going to stick around forever. As they should. And yeah. Alex went, won this game 93-77. to 77. And this one was the classic tale of the boom-bust team versus the um, the tried-and-true, steady, um, consistent team. And this time the consistent team won. Yeah. And so that was Alex's team. And he had a lot of players do very well. He had no major busts other than... Uh, Jarek McKinnon scoring only one and a half points, but um, very well-rounded all around. He had four players um, scoring between nine and 15 points. And even though QBs had kind of a down week all around, Herbert looked really solid and was able to um, get a good 20 points. And with Jacob, he had his team cost by his onesie players. Mm. So his QB and tight end, Joe Sorrow with his (laughs) 3.2 points. And then Dallas Goosert had zero. (laughs) And so that was really rough. But then I said he was boom bust. He had two boom players with oh, yeah. um, Justin Jefferson scoring 19 points. I think that's what we all expected. But Michael Pittman yeah. also 19 um, points. And that was unexpected. And so Very I think good. that was a great call by Jacob to start mm-hmm. him this week. I wouldn't have. And mm-hmm. I think he looked great. And he looks like Anthony Richardson's number one target. So yeah. I think that was a really good point. But he did have six players scoring five points or under. Oof. And so I think that's where... Uh, Jacob just lost it, and so hopefully next week he'll bounce back. I think there is definitely some upside to be had. Um, Dallas Goddard's not going to do that again. He's going to get targets. He's going to get catches, and he's not going to do that. I think A.J. Dillon has a lot of upside right now, especially with Aaron Jones' injury. Mm-hmm. If he's out for a game or two, A.J. Dillon is definitely has potential to be a top-12 running back. Oh, with ease. Um, yeah, and I think uh, Cortland Sutton has not – he's not my favorite – but I think he has a lot of upside as long as Judy's out, and you could even stack him with Russell Wilson. So I think there's upside for Jacob in the weeks coming. And I think Alex's team looks really solid. There's a lot of players that are doing well. The A.J. Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin combo is looking good. I think Baker has a chance to bounce back this year. And um, Luca Griffin and I all took some uh, NFL season predictions, and my comeback player of the year was actually Baker Mayfield. So mm-hmm. I think that there's an opportunity for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to stay as viable fantasy uh, options for a long time. So um, Alex took down Jacob and got his first victory of the year. Yeah, impressive win for sure. Um did you see, I was just thinking of Baker Mayfield because you mentioned it, do you see that clip of him? I, I don't know who he, he stiff-armed the Viking, some Vikings, like safety or DB or whatever, and he just, he, he just yelled, he's like, get in the weight room, and he's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, Baker, uh, okay, he's, he's fighting, I like it. Baker's back. Baker's back. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really fun game to watch. I put a couple bets on that game because I knew it would be somewhat entertaining, and so um i was i was switching back and forth between red zone and that game was on local tv here in michigan so um nice yeah that was a fun one all righty luke perhaps the moment you've been waiting for let me talk about mm, puss and cleats really. <laughs> oh yeah maybe you've been dreading perhaps puss and cleats versus hlp 25 or hunter um hunter took this one home with the best performance of the week a 125 point win to 107 for luke um, and this is one of two matchups where both teams scored 100-plus, uh, myself and July being the other one. Let me just say, if ben- Bench Depth wins championship championships, Excuse me, this game goes the other way. Uh, your bench is top-notch. Uh, you finished with 54.6 points on your bench, and not because you didn't, like, start the guy. You just have, like, a lot of guys who are pretty consistent, right? 
Um, and, you know, we were talking about before the Good. podcast, like, you're, you know, trying to figure out who to start in that second flex spot because, honestly, I think they're all good answers. Um, yeah, it's going to give me some some tough decisions to make next week, but it is fun having at least a, a little bit of security with my bench. Yeah. Knock on wood. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, you're only second behind Chris, who had Bijan and Brandon Ayuk on his bench, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is just absurd. And then Hunter, on the other hand, with a league-low 7.4 points from his bench, you know, you, you started the right guys, and they got you the most points, so who really cares, right? <laughs> but um, I just thought that was kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Luke, pretty all-around average performance. You would have beat a lot of our teams, but you were playing, you know, the best team of week one. Uh, a lot of your guys failed to hit double digits, but Higby with 6.4 was your lowest score, which, I mean, you can't really complain about that. You know, that's like you had no guys below five points. That Whenever I see something below a five, I'm just like, uh, that makes me makes my stomach upset a little bit, you know? So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was great. But, yeah, five, five-year five players scoring between six and ten points is just a weird stat, too. Like, that's such a strange range. Um, no, like, crazy booms, no crazy busts, just kind of there, performing slightly around or below average. Just the average cats. Just the average cats, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're going to win games like that. So, um, but... I will. Some things that stuck out to me: Ridley and Trev is gonna go crazy. <laughs> that stack is, that's fun. I like Trev a lot. I already did, and I knew Ridley had crazy upside potential, um, and they proved it. So, that's incredible. Uh, you also, you made a bet on the right Ravens wide receiver with Zay Flowers. He's that guy in Baltimore. Shout out Alex. Ravens flock. Let's fly. <laughs> <laughs> Big, Alex is a big Ravens fan now. I don't know if all of our listeners know that, but I just wanted to make that well-known to the general public. Um, yeah, I still don't like that. What, Alex, what, do, you mean? So you I, what, what, what do you have against that? Let's, let's dissect this. Um, I guess I've been raised as a Lions fan first, Bengals fan second. Oh, and that's fair. So yeah. that means that we hate the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Justin Tucker because he hit <gasps> his... Um, like record-breaking field oh, goal right. <laughs> to beat the Lions. And so not a fan of him, not a fan of that record, just not a fan of the Ravens. Okay, that's fair. Except I... for Zay Flowers because that dude's great. Right, right, right. right. I wonder why. <laughs> no, no, I completely get that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's fun. I don't know. He needs a team. And hop on now before they go crazy again, right? I mean, they've always been pretty solid, so. Um, but yeah. Oh, and then the last thing for you real quick, your Bears running back duo, duo on the bench. Both got great touches. Both look pretty good. They're a run-first offense for sure. So I think you having either one of those guys could be beneficial to you. So um, yeah, we'll see. And then uh, for Hunter, I don't have a lot to say. I mean, you kind of, it was the best performance uh, in large part to, to Mr. I want to get 2,000 yards himself, Tyreek Hill. You you heard that right? I think he can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he totally can. Oh, yeah. 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 I after, I mean after that, it's a not a lofty goal whatsoever. So, thirty nine points for him. But besides Hill, everyone else was kind of mid or even a little underwhelming. Um, but I will say the Dolphins receiver room is going to work out just fine for you with Waddle and him. Waddle kind of underperformed, and it didn't matter because Hill got everything that he didn't. <laughs> so. Um. But yeah, and then bench depth is probably still a little bit of a concern as it was when. You know, we were talking before, but um, I think I think you're in a pretty good position, Hunter. So 
good work. I like it. Um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you to move on to our last matchup of the week. Yeah, yeah, Hunter looks good. And, yeah, Tyreek Hill is currently on pace for 3,655 mm-hmm. yards on the season. You're so kidding. If he can keep that up, he would definitely get 2,000 yards. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. And so the last one that uh, – last matchup that we have to talk about is the other – um, matchup where both teams scored over 100 points and we got some two new team names with high cup side versus the chubby cousins <laughs> sorry no that just chubby cousins, it's chubby cousins. <laughs> um and so it's griffin versus july and griffin wins 120 to 116 and you know as they say defense wins championships totally and that was very true for griffin <laughs> because he had two players that scored uh, exactly 50% of your really? points, actually. Really? Hmm. Yeah. And it was Austin Eckler, who scored 24.4 points, I which I think we it. all expected. Yeah, makes sure. sense. And then uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense just <laughs> dominated Daniel Jones and the Giants, and they scored 35 points, which I heard today on a podcast that that is the second highest scoring DST performance of all time. Of all time? Yeah, I think the first one was some team, I think it was the Browns in like 1983 or something. Um, oh, Lord. I've seen but, like in the 30s before, but it does feel like once a season type of thing. Um, yeah. And so I will, I will... That was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I will say I wanted the Dallas defense. I knew they had crazy like playmaking potential um, on defense in terms of just the guys that could get to the quarterback. And I mean the amount of interceptions they can get just with the talent that they have. And so I was like, that translates really well to fantasy defense. So even if they give up a, a bunch of points in a game, which I think that's why they did so well, because they, they held them to zero and like no yards and then also had ridiculous turnovers and touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew that was coming. I didn't think they'd score 35 and win me my game in my first week, but I love the Dallas defense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it worked out, mm-hmm. and I do think it's a pretty bold move to play your quarterback against your defense, um, but I, it worked yeah, out this time. But exactly. <laughs> Daniel Jones looked a little bit rough, um, but I think him having 4.5 points is much better than I expected after watching that game, Yep. Um, and so I think his rushing upside is going to give you some points in the mm-hmm. weeks to come. Um, like I already said, Austin Eckler looked great, although he is questionable, so hopefully he'll be back. Yep. Um, for this next week. find out tomorrow. And the rest of your team was pretty, I think, average. You had a mm-hmm. couple duds like David Njoku didn't look mm-hmm. great, and yeah. DJ Moore had a rough game. Um, but the rest of your team, Josh Jacobs, DK, Metcalf, Cam Akers, they all looked pretty solid. Um, luckily, Cam Akers scored that touchdown because he had a pretty rough day. I think he had 22 carries for 29 yards which mm-hmm. is not the most efficient running back out nope, there. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, but I do think your team has still a lot of upside, and to score 119 points without Cooper Cup mm-hmm. is not too bad. And July actually put up a really solid week as well. He sure. was the third highest scorer on the week, and so it's a bummer to play the second highest scorer. So sorry, July. Um, but you were kind of carried by Aaron Jones. He scored uh, 25.7 points, which was great he looked awesome he looked really good he also is hurt like we mentioned at the beginning so um hopefully he'll be able to return quickly and get back on track for his team but 
Um, July had a lot of players with over 10 points. He had Alexander Madison, Jake Elliott, Monroe St. Brown, and Nick Chubb, and Kirk Cousins all had um, between like 10 and 18 points. And so that's a really solid start to be able yeah. to have that many players over 10 points. Um, and not a ton of duds other than Drake London. And I think that was what really cost it for July was uh, Drake London just not being able to get it done. Didn't have a ton of targets, had zero catches, zero yards, and that's the problem when the Falcons don't pass the ball. Yeah. They're perfectly fine to give it to Tyler Algier and Absolutely. B. John Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, so that. Well, I was just going to. I think July has Tyler Algier, doesn't he? Which is. That's. Yes, he does on his bench, which is so, hey, a bummer. That is a bummer, but that's kind of exciting for him. He's definitely like a waiver wire guy that I know a lot of our leagues that didn't draft are going for. Um, and so, like, props to you, July, for getting him. And hopefully that can you know, make your sorrows a little bit better <laughs> with the Drake London thing. Yeah. But, so that is the final game. And mm -hmm. so our winners this week are Griffin, Ooh. Alex, yeah. Reed, yes. Shepard, Chris, yeah. and Hunter. Woo. And then the rest are the losers, and wah, wah. I'm included. Aww. Um, and so we can kind of go on. We've covered all the games, and now let's talk a little bit about some, like, our player of the week. Um, and so I think it's going to be either, like, the best player of the week or someone who went way over our projections. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do a sound the alarm segment on players that we're kind of worried about and maybe overreacting about a little bit. Yep. And so the f player I want to talk about, we've talked about him a little bit, but I want to do um, a little bit of a deeper dive, is Zay Flowers looked awesome. He looked very explosive. He was the number one draft pick for the Baltimore Ravens. And there's a lot of questions before the season started on who was going to be that alpha wide receiver one for the Ravens. Because since they traded Marquise Brown, Lamar Jackson hasn't really been able to find that other than Mark Andrews. And so with Mark Andrews out this past game, it was really telling to see who that was going to be. And it was pretty clearly Zay Flowers. Um, Odell had um, a few targets. Rashad Bateman had a few targets. But... Zay Flowers brought in nine catches. And the craziest part is that he had 10 targets. So he had a 90% catch rate on his targets. And so I think he looked really good. And having that consistent catch rate is going to help him earn the trust of Lamar. And so I'm really excited about Zay Flowers this year. And I, the fact to be able to do that in your first game is pretty wild. And so I think he's got nowhere to go from or nowhere to go but up. Mm -hmm. And I think he's off to a pretty good start already. I agree. Yeah. He's fun to watch. <laughs> I think I think you you mm -hmm. definitely hit on him. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about a guy that honestly, like I was not. I was very. He was a big question mark to me coming into the year. I was like, this offense is loaded. Um, they're gonna spread the ball around a lot. I really don't know. I'll, I will say I was lower on his his other receiving teammate Debo Samuel, but. Let's talk about Brandon Ayuk because, wow, he's definitely Brock Purdy's favorite target, and that is, like, without a doubt, um, that was fun to watch. I When he got the first touchdown, it was, like, one of the first touchdowns on red zone, and I was like, what? Like, really? That quickly? He's I have him in my other league, yeah. and he's sitting on my bench. Um, granted, 10-man league over there, so it, it was the right call, I think. I mean, I think it's the right call in our league. Too, maybe it was, it was just kind of not sure but we didn't know what the 49ers thought we didn't know what Brock would look like um 
but I think now you have a starting caliber receiver. He gives me kind of like, well, this is a bad comparison. <laughs> I was going to compare him to like T. Higgins. <laughs> Maybe Devontae Smith is a better compare in, in terms of like uh, that kind of wide receiver role. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he looked great. Um, big fan of his performance. So uh, I was very surprised. But yeah. Yeah, he looked, he looked really good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it might be time to sound the alarm. <laughs> um, so in this segment, we're going to be talking about a bad player performance that we're probably overreacting to a bit. Um, so it's kind of a false alarm. Hopefully. We're hoping it's a false alarm. Um, and, I mean, I mentioned him a second ago, but my guy for this is, is T. Higgins. Um, and honestly, the entire Bengals offense, because what happened? Um, that that Browns defensive line definitely got the best of Burrow and that weak Bengals offensive line. It is rough conditions. It's an away game. I think you can chalk this one up as just a silly little week one performance for the Bengals, um, and then they'll just bounce back next week. But T. Higgins getting, like you mentioned earlier, eight targets and zero catches is beyond me. Like, what? How? <laughs> like, surely... I, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. It blows my mind. So, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, Jamar didn't do anything insane. Burrow looked not great. Um, but he was under pressure a lot. So, again, I'm sure it'll be okay. But just kind of an overreaction from the early slate of games. I was like, wow, very impressed with the Browns for sure. They, they, that division is going to be fun to watch this year with the Ravens. And I'm not like completely like the Steelers look bad, <laughs> but they're also playing one of the best teams in football. So I'm not completely out on the Steelers. I think in a division game, like they can hold their own probably even against those tough teams. So we'll have to wait and see. That could be a horrible take and they could finish with like three wins. But, <laughs> well, you never know. So yeah. But what about you, Luke? What do you got? Who are you sounding the alarm on? Yeah, I'm also worried about the Bengals offense, of especially yeah. it, since Jamar Chase, I think, is my most rostered player in fantasy across all of my leagues. So As he is with many people. That was I'm not sure. off to a yeah. great start. Mm-hmm. Um, but the player I want to talk about is, sorry, Luca, to go after you again, <laughs> um, but Damian Pierce, I think, had a little bit of a rough day. Yeah. And it's to be expected. We, I think we all thought it could be a rough day. He's playing the Ravens. They're really good at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. He's with a rookie quarterback um, in his first ever game. And so I think there were a lot of signs saying that it could be a rough day for Damian Pierce. Yeah. I would have still started him anyway. But sure. um, I think the most concerning part is that Mike Boone, If you didn't know who Mike Boone is, he's another running back on the Texans, not even their second running back. Mike Boone was on the field for 24 snaps. And while he didn't get a lot of carries, he did catch some passes. I think you could take that receiving game away from Damian Pierce. And so while I do think Damian Pierce is going to bounce back when he's not playing as good a defense as the Ravens, I think um, we're hoping that Damian Pierce gets more of that bell cow role because I think that's one of the biggest – um, I guess perks of him when you know, when we were in draft season. Yeah, and I, th- I think, and so, oh, oh, no, I was just gonna say I think I think he will. Um, I mean, they were also playing from behind almost the entire game. It felt like so. You know, I guess that could be a reason why Mike Boone was in there more often. I, I don't know. Just felt like there weren't 
ample opportunities. But also, I, we don't know if like, this Texans team probably isn't going to be that good this year. So it's a little concerning if they're playing from behind a lot and they just don't have Pierce in there. If he's not truly a receiving back, um, I feel like they can utilize him pretty heavy when they're like one, two scores down. But if the game gets away from them, I don't know how much a Pierce will see, except maybe on goal line usage. So, but I don't know. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to yeah. see for sure. Yeah. Um, but now let's move on to a little bit of a more fun segment Woo-hoo. called Luke's Fun Trivia for the Masses. <laughs> and so I just have one trivia question this week. And so in NFL history, two different quarterbacks have caught their first ever pass when they were rookies. Mm-hmm. And do you know who they are, Griffin? And here's a hint. One of them happened this past week. Okay, well, the first guy to do it was uh, Brett Favre. Um, I forget when his rookie year was, but what was that, like 1990 or something like that? I don't, I don't know. but Or maybe mm-hmm. even early, way earlier than that, probably. I but, think it was earlier than that. Yeah, Brett Favre. Um, and then the other was... Mr. Ohio State man himself. Yes, C.J. Stroud. Okay, I actually had a bit of a... Threw a pass into the back of his offensive lineman, bounced off his helmet, and then he caught it and went down. So his first pass was, I think, negative one yards, and also his first NFL reception was for negative one yards. (laughs) Which is hilarious. I think I I forgot it was Stroud for a second. For some reason, I thought it was um, Bryce Young, because he did the same thing. Did you see that? But it wasn't 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 his his first first snap, but he did do it... Uh, I, I remember I remember them cutting from Bryce Young doing it to CJ Stroud doing it like literally on red zone they went from like one game to the next and they're like oh you'll never believe what just happened in the Texans game yeah and so yeah that is incredible um, but with that being said oh boy Griffin do you know what time it is I sure do it's pointless draft time it's Draft time. Let's go. And so today we are drafting the best gas station snacks slash drinks. Yes, drinks count. We're going to do a five-round draft because we thought there were quite a lot of options. a lot. And I don't know about you. I had a hard time making my list for this because there are so many snacks you can get at a gas station, but I tried to Mm. prioritize the ones that I like only buy at a gas station versus ones that I feel like I buy at the grocery store or other places. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a nice mix of both. I don't have a... I'm kind of wondering if maybe I should have made a longer list. I only broke down nine things. So, <laughs> we'll see. I could have kept going. Well, I have seven. Oh, so. okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. There's so many options. I'm sure we won't cross paths mm-hmm. too much, but there probably are a couple that we definitely will. So, uh, I, I picked so. first last time. So, you can have the first pick, my friend. All right. <laughs> Ooh. See, I'm struggling with my top two because I had one ranked first, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think you're going to take it. Oh. And so I'm going to go with the second one Hmm. that I have. And this is definitely one I only get on road trips. It's uh, one that I only ever buy at gas stations, never really buy it from the grocery store. And it's a drink. I had to um, force myself to get a lot of snacks or add more snacks because I kept adding drinks. But I'm going to go with a Red Bull. Oh. The ultimate gas station drink. Really, to keep you going, that is your ultimate gas station, I know for a fact. Many road mm-hmm. trips together. Um, I know you'll have at least a couple of those while we're uh, in the oh, car. Yeah. So that that's a good pick. You're right. I 
I would not have taken that, I don't think, because that's I'm not the biggest Red Bull guy, but I can definitely appreciate that for you. I feel like this one, this draft is going to be a bit more preference based, and so that's going to be kind of fun. Uh-huh. But um, okay, gosh, this is hard. You know what? To match you, I'll also start with a drink, just to okay. keep it keep it spicy, keep it interesting. Um, this is tough because I have like two that are kind of the same. So I might just kind of group them together as one because it's more of like a brand preference thing. If that makes sense. Do you, do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to go with an Arizona slash a peace tea because when I was growing up, love no. peace tea. No way, really. <laughs> oh, oh, that's my gosh. a great pick. Yeah, incredible. The big can. I actually haven't bought one in a while. Did they actually raise the price to like $1.39? Remember when that was a thing? I did hear about that, but yeah. no, I think they went back they to They kept it 99 cents. Good. That is the way the Lord intended it to be. So, I would have been bummed. Dang. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> That's a great pick. That one was also on my list. and But I thought it was kind of sneaky, and I thought it would fall to me. So, nah, I'm a little like upset about That's like my go-to gas that. station drink. I will not lie. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with my next pick, I'm gonna go into the snack thing. This one I didn't think you would take either because I know you're not the biggest spicy food guy, and this is spicy food. Um, I don't love what it does to your fingers, but I gotta oh, go no. with some flaming hot Cheetos. Damn it! <laughs> I wanted that so bad. No, I love flaming hot Cheetos. That's my level of spice. Oh, really? That's what I like right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't like. With snacks, I will take spicy any time. Um, and so Flamin' Hot Cheetos are, like, an all-time fave. Um, but, like, it's more so with, like, you know, regular, like, food. I don't like it to be too crazy spicy because I want to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but with a nice yeah. spicy Cheeto, I'm like, mm, very good. Okay, well, I will uh, I will take... I'm just going to keep matching you. <laughs> so let's see how this goes. <laughs> give, me, give me Doritos. Like, I... I you know, oh, yeah. keep mm-hmm. the keep the theme going with a drink and a chip, um, and a great one at that. I don't know if you want me to specify. I was kind of thinking like, as a whole, but um, yeah, no, I I think you can keep it general. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, 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 cool. Um, um, alrighty, back to you. Wow, my first four are off the board. No way, it was as these the first four. These four, yeah. mm-hmm. I it's the, those four. I not bad picks whatsoever. I, yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll go back to the drinks category, okay. and this one is a staple. It mm. always makes me feel bad about myself when I have it, but I do love it. And so I will quote Luca quoting Sean White and say, "We're drinking Mountain Dews, baby." Yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> and so we're gonna go with Mountain Dew as the next pick. Yeah, I do have good fond memories of like going to the gas station, biking to the gas station as a kid and getting like a Mountain Dew. You know, at that time, like Code Red came out or whatever. Oh um, yeah, that kind of that kind of vibe. Whenever there was a new color, it was like a big deal. Um, but yeah, I like that. Hmm. Shall I diverge or keep with the theme? Um. I'm gonna mix it up. Give me. They're sour and then they're sweet. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I didn't even think of candy. Dude. Oh, that's a good. 
That's a good pick. Uh, I always, I like, I don't get a lot of candy for myself, but like, if I'm on a road trip and there's a bag of Sour Patch Kids there, yoink, I'm taking yeah, that. Yeah, that was hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's me. But, all right. All you. All right. We're going to go kind of off the beaten path. This isn't one I mm-hmm. get very often, okay. but I think when I think of gas station snacks, okay. this is what I think of. I wonder if you're going to do And that. so I'm going to go with sunflower seeds. Oh, that's good. I didn't even think of that, but you're so right. It's like a great road trip snack. It really um, is. You're, you're chewing, you're spitting. Chewing, and spitting. It's just a good things. time. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to kind of match that energy again. Sort of. Not really, but like I'm going to go with something a little bit healthier. Maybe a little bit more filling. Um, and this isn't, so, like, I'll buy this at the store, too, but if I'm, like, going into a gas station, I'll definitely look for this. Uh, give me beef jerky. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, pretty Especially fulfilling. that Bucky's beef jerky. Oh, Bucky's beef jerky. That was kind of what I had in mind. I know we're, we're being limited on our, what we can get from Bucky's because, uh, we're not going to put, like, brisket sandwich on this list. Because yeah. it has to be like, like a know, cooler. Yeah, co- <laughs> or a t shirt. Things you can get at Best Gas Station Snack. Uh, wall art. <laughs> a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do love Bucky's. Me too. Um, Alrighty. Fun fact that is the first place Maddie and I went after being married was stopped at Bucky's. You stopped at Bucky's, the one in Temple? Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, no, the one oh, in like, San down. Marcos. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Good stuff. I love um, okay, got my final pick. All right, and the pick is in. This is kind of on the same vibe as Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Okay. I don't know if anyone actually likes them. I like them, but I never buy them. I think I know where you're going. I'm going to go with the weirdly squeaky, crunchy um, onion ring of a Funyun. Are they squeaky? <laughs> they kind of squeak in your teeth yeah. when you bite them. Oh, really? I haven't had Funyuns in a while. I do yeah. like them, though, so I like that pick. That's, I love Funyuns. That's Funyuns. Good. Yeah. Funyuns are good. Have you had? I did. Ha- I had more recently the uh, the flaming hot funyuns. Oh, those are good. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Just combine your your second and your fifth pick, and boom, you're good. Yeah, you go. it's a good start. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. So I got my got a choice here. Um. You know the one thing I don't see on my list that would well that would make it well rounded. It's another candy, so I do apologize for that. But I'm gonna oh no, go oh, for it. oh wait oh or shoot <laughs> I saw another thing no because I get those all the time. Give me Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's classic solid. I'll just tell you, I was I was thinking Oreos, but I'm like I get Oreos like too often to consider it like a guy. Like I probably wouldn't get Oreos at a gas station, you know, just because I get them yeah. all the mm-hmm. time. You know, not all the time, but like. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The one other thing that I had that I almost took um, wasn't icy. That was on mine, too. I said a good Slurpee. <laughs> yep, uh-huh. That's good. Yep. good that thing. was when I was debating between Sour Patch Kids and our drink. I was thinking of going Slurpee. So. But, yeah, you can't go wrong yeah. with that. I also want to shout out, have you, are you a Gardetto's guy? It's like fancy. I don't love them. Oh, really? It's like fancy Chex Mix, if you don't know. And yeah, it's, they're like ride trips. Yeah, man, I could, they they make I don't know if it's Gardetto's but someone makes a bag with just the rye chips, 
I would pass away. Mm-hmm. I would ha- I would eat the whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. All right, I can recap my team. Yeah, go for I it. I start had, went with Red Bull, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Mountain Dew, Sunflower Seeds, and Funyuns, mm-hmm. which is a heart attack in a car. Oh, sure. For is. some road trip snacks. Yeah, I mean, I think mine is not much better. Maybe sub beef jerky, but uh, I got Peasty or Arizona. Take your pick. Doritos, Sour Patch Kids, beef jerky, and Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm. A great okay, that's five a good course team. meal. Yeah. <laughs> also, without looking it up, how do you spell Funyuns? Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, F U N. Is there like a dash and then a Y O N S? Or am I tripping? That was much closer than I said. There's no oh. dash, but it is F U N Y U N. Y U N. Yes. Fun Fun Yun. Fun, fun Yun. Yeah. I was very off when I first wrote that down. Did you but wrote like Fun Onions? <laughs> yep. Mm, yeah, for yep. sure. That makes sense. I mean, that's what well, you would be led to believe, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Nice. That was a good I draft. I think that about does it for. The TBFL, F, TBFFL <laughs> podcast. Torchbearers Fantasy Football League podcast. It's a mouthful. I, I don't blame you. But, um, yeah. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Um, and as always, Sick and Bears and Go Lions. Sick and Bears and Go Broncos. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week.